All right, I cannot do the scream and the yell that Travis does every single morning. I just do not have the uh, – I don't have the voice for it. But uh, Trav, uh, with the day off, it's going to be a sleep whistle. But it, technically, it's not me by myself here, okay? We got Emily here. We got Funches here. We got the whole team. Uh, we'll give Travis uh, a day to catch his breath. So appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, got a lot going on in the show uh, this morning. I almost – I always have the tendency of saying tonight simply because of Laker games and Lakers talk and everything else. But uh, um, this is – let me give kind of everybody a quick idea of what we're doing in the show this morning. So, of course, the NBA Finals. We're going to talk a little bit about that. But I, I want to – there's a couple angles from the NBA Finals. Seeing what Devin Booker is doing and how much he keeps referencing Kobe Bryant I think is a very, very interesting thing that I don't think should, should surprise too many people. The reality is um, we know that the impact Kobe Bryant has had, that's today's Michael Jordan for a lot of these athletes. And um, I want to start off the show with this, and, and we'll get an opportunity to talk a little bit about – Chris, uh, Chris Paul's impact and all of a sudden Laker fans rooting for Chris Paul where that was never the case. Um, and then, of course, uh, we still got Ashley, Ramona Shelburne. Shelburne should be uh, coming on around 930. So we got a lot that we want to get into. So I'll start off with this Devin Booker portion. So Devin Booker spoke with Malika Andrews. This was uh, leading into the NBA Finals. And this kind of keeps coming up here. Dude's got a tattoo. Be legendary on his arm, and that tattoo, and they even showed it yesterday during the broadcast on his shoe, Be Legendary, and that's coming from a conversation, a personal conversation that he had with Kobe. Um, this was a few years back. This is when Kobe was still obviously playing in the league, and I, I want you guys to take a quick listen to this. This is with Malika Andrews. Take a listen. Just taking bits and pieces of when the approach, you know, the mentality, the competitive nature of it. Everybody feels that you don't have to be a basketball player to understand what Kobe is, has done for you know, people's mindset and, and approach to the game. You know, that's what you know, I'll probably take most from him. Have you thought at all about what he might say to you as you're going through this now or what you might want to ask him? Finish the job. That's what he'd tell me. You know, I, I know that right now. he said, get it done. That's what we're trying to do. I love uh, I love listening to that. And, you know, Devin Booker, we got a chance. I mean, Lakers played the Suns in the first round. That game six when Anthony Davis kind of hobbled around for a few minutes, you obviously tell you could tell that he couldn't go. Devin Booker went into a different mode. He was unstoppable against the Lakers. And so we saw it firsthand, and now we're seeing it in the NBA Finals. He had 31 points yesterday, and we kind of put the put the game to the side for a quick second. Um, I know the NBA Finals is not exactly the most uh, – this isn't the most intriguing matchup. I know probably for a lot of people here in Los Angeles, there isn't too many local angles to take. Um, but I, I love this aspect of watching one of the young players – the up-and-coming stars in the league doing what he's doing, doing it on the biggest stage, doing it against the Lakers, doing it against the Clippers. I hate watching, you know, obviously the part where he's doing it against the Lakers. Um, But doing it, and a lot of this ties back to that conversation with Kobe Bryant, what Kobe Bryant would tell him in a predicament or a situation like this. You respect it. And I, I think that for someone like myself who loves the NBA, and I know there's a lot of other people, what one of the things we respected most about Kobe in those 20 years that he had with the Los Angeles Lakers, he rose in these type of moments. These were his moments. Kobe Bryant, how about this? You know, we we never get a chance to talk about this, and we don't talk about it enough. Kobe, in his rookie year, 
was throwing up air balls against the Utah Jazz and did not care. I'm going to take that shot in that situation. And I don't think there's, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to sit here and tell you guys that Devin Booker and Kobe Bryant, we should be making those comparisons. No. But I love how Devin Booker, who's the best player um, almost any single night that he plays, I know Giannis had 42 yesterday, but is uh, one of the best players at his age in the league and keeps kind of referencing those ties with Kobe Bryant. So um, what does the series look like? It's 2 nothing. The uh, Phoenix Suns over the Milwaukee Bucks. Funches, let me let me throw this to you quick, for a quick second. I know with Travis, him and I have this conversation. Travis is like, hey, why don't you just let me know when the NBA Finals are over? Where are you? Because there were actually some ratings that came out to talk a little bit about where the ratings are after the first game. And Obviously, we don't have them yet for the second game. Where are you? There? Are, are you watching these games or are I, you kind of uh, – you, you, you with Travis on this one? I, um, well – Technically, I did not watch a lot of Game One, but I watched some of Game Two. Um, I'm a basketball junkie, you know that. By the, by the I, way, that's not a good start. If you're I, like, ah, just I'm a, but you know, I'm a basketball junkie, man. So yeah, I mean, I I don't have a lot of because Travis was talking about watching Law and Order. I mean, I'm watching. I, dude, I watched a lot of. I watched a couple episodes of Law and Order yesterday, <laughs> even before watching the NBA Finals. But, I mean, there's not a lot of interest for me, and I just think that the last bad series, uh, last NBA bad finals we had was, what, the Spurs and Pistons back in 04, 05? Well, oh, the, 06? This, this is what is missing in these finals, and I'm going to go back to this. By the way, Travis and Sliwa is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. I, I'm going to go back to this because what what is what, what do any kind of – anything in sports, you're looking for storylines. You want things that kind of grab your attention. You want players that have a unique story. Of course, you want superstars, but aside from just the superstars, you want some storylines. The only real storyline I could find in this NBA playoff so far, uh, as far as the finals goes, Giannis is sort of a story, but Chris Paul's the story. Yesterday, uh, in the middle of the game, um, or right after the game, LeBron tweets out, I'm going to read out the exact tweet. He puts two down, two to go at CP3. By the way, almost 150,000 likes on that one. Um, If there's one thing that I feel like Laker fans are doing in this series, if there's one thing I feel like someone like LeBron James, which LeBron, it's different. That's his... That's his buddy. I mean, that's one of his best friends, Chris Paul's. So I understand his angle of wanting Chris Paul to win it. But this is what's kind of crazy. And I don't know if, Funch, you fall into this category, if there's Laker fans that fall into this category as well who are watching the NBA Finals. Uh, and if you want to be a part of the Travis and Sliwa Show, 877-710-ESPN. What I, what I find myself is Chris Paul is the 16-year player in the NBA that I think whether you like the guy or you don't like the guy, you respect him, right? You respect his work in the NBA. But he's the player that I find myself like, yeah, you know what? I'd like to see Chris Paul win an NBA championship. I want to see CP3 get one, which, by the way, for you shouldn't be doing Lakers talk. You should be doing Suns talk. Well, don't just listen to this, right? Like, (laughs) here's somebody that, you know, throughout his career, when he was on the Clippers, I despised Chris Mm -hmm. Paul. Every Laker fan did. First of all, you despised him because you thought he was going to be like he was a Laker for about an hour and a half. Okay, for an hour and a <laughs> half we were walking. Stern. For an hour and a half we were walking around thinking like, hey, we just got Chris Paul. It's going to be Chris Paul and Kobe Bryant. But 
you 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 despised him for things that he didn't have control over, and then you despised him because he was on the Clippers and the Lakers were bad, and all of a sudden, you know, things kind of turned. Yes, the Clippers weren't getting to the NBA Finals and winning an NBA championship, but Lakers were a lottery team, and here you had Chris Paul leading the Clippers with Blake Griffin, blah, 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 and there were a lot of these games that felt like it was personal to the Clippers. They'd blow the Lakers out by 30, 40 points or something along those lines. So we, we have been accustomed to rooting against Chris Paul, and here I am. In the playoffs, which, by the way, a month ago, Chris Paul was facing the Lakers in the first round of the playoffs. And, you know, I was, you know, obviously hoping that uh, the Phoenix Suns would lose. Lakers would end up in the Western Conference Finals, find a way get, uh, to get back to NBA Finals, trying to defend their crown. I find myself rooting for Chris Paul. Who would have thought that um, you kind of go out of your way now for a, a specific player that you rooted against for so long, you're now actually rooting for him. Is it because I, I, he's like one of the last, you know, great, you know, veterans not to get a ring? Um, I think it has more to do with this. I think he has been. This has always been the conversation with Chris Paul. Conversation has been that, well, he's never won an NBA champ. Well, he's never got to the NBA Finals. Um. He was with the Clippers, and they, you know, blew a three-one game or a three-one lead. They underachieved in uh, it, with Los Angeles. Every storyline that he has, then he ends up on a Phoenix Suns team where it just sound, it felt like I don't know about you. Yeah, I thought Phoenix would be better. Nobody thought they could get to the NBA Finals. Did you think for a long time finals. he was like cursed because like every year in a playoffs something would happen? Bro, I'm I'm not kidding. I was doing in, I think, one of the post-game shows. Remember we got injured in the first round with the shoulder? I'm like, Chris, the, the dude just can't catch a break. By the way, how about against uh, against the Clippers when he's health and safety protocols? He misses the first couple of games. Yes, of course. I, 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 I've always kind of thought of Chris Paul like, this dude cannot catch a break in the NBA. So maybe, maybe part of this has to do with the fact that you're seeing a player that will pop. This this is his last chance, right? If the Phoenix Suns don't win an NBA championship this year, yeah, everyone's back next year. I don't it's think a wrap. Phoenix, yeah. yeah, you're, you're not. It's getting, easily to see Phoenix out the playoffs next year. Whatever, you're coming back. You're not getting another opportunity after this year. So, um, I I really do kind of find myself um, rooting for a player that I never thought I'd be rooting for, and I guess this happens, right? I mean, let me give you a good example. Yesterday was the. Wasn't it the anniversary of um, LeBron James' Yeah, 11 decision? years ago. 11 years ago. Okay, yesterday was the anniversary of that. Yeah, how much I loved LeBron James in Cleveland, and then when he decided to go play in Miami. And this is like just the fan. We are so – it's so funny being a fan, right? Because you kind of pick and choose what you want and what you don't want. You want players to make determinations – that make you feel good. And players are like, what the hell are you talking about? Dennis Schroeder's a good example. Dude's looking for $100 million, and every Laker fan's like, you're not worth that. You need to sign for less. If you can go get $100 million, go get your $100 million, right? That We want players to look at things the way we look at them. When we sit here and we say, well, you know, you got to do what's in the best interest of the team. Is the team always going to do what's in the best interest of the player? Of course they're not. They're going to take care of themselves. And CP3, a player that I never thought I'd be rooting for, I am genuinely, genuinely hoping wins an NBA championship. And I uh, I did not think that was going to be the case. Maybe this as well, um, Funch. You know, Giannis, who had a great game. Guess what? He dropped 42 points up along those lines. The one thing I will say about Giannis, he's young. So he's going to have more opportunities. 
right? Like he'll have the next 10 years of his career to try to yeah, get a, a couple Eastern more Conference, shots. It's not at, that it's weak too over there. Well, it's very top heavy, right? Yeah, so yeah. it's like Brooklyn's there, whatever Brooklyn, the case you're, is. You're, you're, you know, you're in, you're in the NBA Finals. But if you're if you're the Phoenix Suns, we we did this with Travis earlier in the week. Earlier in the week, um, I I said Trav. If every team was healthy, or just going to next season, next season, um, it, Lakers or the Suns, who you taking? Lakers. Okay, Clippers or the Suns, who you taking? Clippers. Uh, go down the list. Denver with a healthy Jamal Murray. Phoenix is probably fourth or fifth best team in the Western Conference. Maybe I have disrespected the Phoenix Suns because of this, but I'll tell you, um, it's not trying to disrespect. It's just kind of looking at the... Uh, looking at the uh, scenario and how, how the Suns got there. But now that they're there, kind of room for them to get in. Okay, Emily, I got a question for you. Yep. Ra- ratings. So we have gone back and forth that this isn't going to be um, a well-rated uh, NBA Finals. What, what, what did they show? What did they say for TV ratings for game number one? So TV ratings were about 8.56 million. So it's up from last year. Obviously, we have to count for uh, you know the pandemic last year. It was also in the middle of which, football which season. Which I was going to say that that's probably the most important one. It, yes. it, not a good idea to have NBA Finals in October, but the NBA but, had no choice. Yeah, yep. exactly. But I guess we we should better compare it against the 2019 Finals between the Raptors and the Warriors, and it about matched up with what the Raptors and the Warriors had. It was about a seven nine at the at, for Game One for the 2019 with the Raptors and Warriors. So. Really, honestly, it matches up kind of with what we have experienced in the past. So this is what's going to um, this is what's going to kind of figure things out as the series goes on. Either this becomes a series and there's interest in it. I know from a local level, um, you know, we could kind of try to find our angles of what we think makes this series interesting. But the reality is, across the country, I, I don't know how many people are going out of their way to out of their way to watch the NBA Finals. If we lost Funches, if the NBA lost Funches in the NBA Finals, because he's watching Law & Order, we are we are not in a, uh, in a good You're rhythm. You're screwed, here. NBA. Sorry. <laughs> All right, uh, let's do this when we come back. So we got a chance yesterday to chat for a quick second about this, but I think we got to spend a little bit more time on it. Um, Kyle Kuzma. Kuz gave his opinion um, about the type of player that he thinks he can be in the NBA. Kyle Kuzma thinks he can be an all-star. Uh, we'll take some of your phone calls when we come back. Do you agree with him? Do you think if Kyle Kuzma was, was in the right situation, the right predicament, he can have a season like Brandon Ingram. He could have a season like Julius Randle. He could have a season like D'Angelo Russell, who all, all by the way, did make the playoffs at, 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 or did make the all-star team at one point, even though they were a reserve or whatever the case is. So we're going to do that coming up next. Plus, we'll take some of your phone calls. Plus, Andre Drummond, uh, I think he had an interesting quote there um, on ESPN talking about uh, that he was trolling uh, the Lakers for some attention here. So all that coming up next. Appreciate you guys tuning in. This is the Travis and Sliwa Show on 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Not going to lie, guys. Kind of miss Travis. Not going to lie here, you know? 
Travis and Sliwa show. Uh, Travis with the day off this morning, and uh, Emily Funches and I, we're just going to hold it down. We're going to hold it down. Um, I threw out the uh, number 877-710-ESPN. Um, we were talking about the NBA Finals. We were talking about rooting in a weird way. Laker fans rooting for Chris Paul here. Um, let me take a quick phone call, and then I want to transition into this Kyle Kuzma conversation. Joe in the Inland Empire. Joe, what's going on? Thank you for calling what's in. Up? What's up, Alan? How you doing? Doing okay, bud. What, uh, what's what, what's your take on kind of the finals, the Suns? What what what's your angle here? I just you know I'm one. Of the, I'm a huge Laker fan, but I just feel like Phoenix is getting slighted this this whole postseason. I just don't <laughs> like the narrative. I know AD got hurt, but I feel like Phoenix is going to beat us anyway. We just had terrible chemistry. We had no answer for Booker. Or CP3, I know we had AD. They don't have a answer clearly for AD or LeBron, but they're just clicking on every level. Like, if the Lakers were playing on this kind of level, like role players and mm-hmm. everything like that, we would we would be better than them. But I feel like even with a healthy AD, how our season went, I just don't think that we would have beat this team. Like, even uh, early earlier in the, in the season, we just – we weren't looking good. We were going to overtime against bum teams, like mm-hmm. double overtime against the Pistons and Wizards. And we were always waiting for things to start clicking, but we just weren't. We weren't this level. And Phoenix, they were the second seed for a reason. They played good all year. Appreciate you calling in, Joe. Let, let me let, let me kind of jump in here real quick. So I, I, I think this could work out both ways. There's, it's one thing to sit back and say, all right, well, the Phoenix Suns are um, – they don't deserve any respect. They Lakers didn't have Anthony Davis uh, most of the series. The Clippers didn't have Kawhi Leonard. Jamal Murray was already out when they started playing the Denver Nuggets. So I think you could actually – you could definitely make that case. And you know what? If I'm the Phoenix Suns, who cares? I don't care. It's not It's not up to me to determine who's healthy. It's not up to me to figure out who I'm playing, who the competition is. So I actually don't think any of that stuff matters. I think you could still give the Suns respect because they're in the NBA Finals. But I think also at the same time you could say, hey, they had everything broke for them. That happens in the NBA Finals. That happens in the NFL. That happens in the World Series. That happens in every single sport. You need a little bit of luck. What is not common is you had this many injuries and you had that much luck along the way. Now they got to finish it off. They're up two games to none. I would just say, you know, really at the at the end of the day, and I'll kind of put a, a bow on this with uh, with the NBA Finals. Um, you can it could be both. You can say that they got lucky, but you can also give them their respect because they took advantage of that opportunity. Okay, it's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. How about Kyle Kuzma? I mean, you want, you want to talk about somebody uh, certainly voicing their opinion. Um, you know, it, it, it's interesting because something that Joe just mentioned in the Inland Empire, he talked about Lakers had some chemistry issues. And then yesterday we were reading off, it was actually right when Travis and I were doing the show, Kuzma said um, that watching or playing against the Phoenix Suns, that that chemistry reminded him more of how the Lakers were playing a year ago. Lakers didn't have that same chemistry that they had a year ago. Um, and, and by the way, if you agree with that, and if you think that uh, you know some of what the Lakers' issues were this past season was simply, you know, you can kind of back up what Kuzma said in regards to that. 
um, you know, you feel free to give me your thoughts. But I, I want to go. I kind of want to take it a step a little further. Um, I, I do think the Lakers did have chemistry issues, but I think the Lakers also had those chemistry issues. I don't think it was players that didn't like each other. I just think players had different priorities. You know, I, I really do believe Dennis Schroeder had the best interest, wanted to do everything to help the Lakers, but his top priority was, I'm trying to get paid this summer. And I do think Andre Drummond, who I'm going to play that clip in just a second, he was with Rachel Nichols yesterday, when he said, you know, responding on somebody's post on Instagram, hey, you get me more minutes, I'm going to be more productive. I, I, I think that Andre Drummond wanted to win a championship with the Lakers, but also was looking out for himself. And, you know, he's made, he made $28 million last year coming up, was a new contract. Of course, he's going to look out for himself. And Montrez was looking out for himself because he's on a two-year deal, signed a, a um, one-year or is a two-year deal, but the second year was an option. The guy wants to get paid. I don't blame any of these players for that, but yeah, can that kind of affect what the ultimate goal is? A year ago when it was Rondo and it was Dwight Howard and it was JaVale McGee, Danny Green, I felt like each one of those players was pulling the rope in the same direction because they were at a stage in their career where maybe money wasn't the top priority. Maybe, you know, they all felt and they had enough experience that if they make this happen um, with the Lakers, they win a championship. A, they hit their ultimate goal, and B, money will come after that because they were good role players and won an NBA championship. Um, that's a straight talk wireless, no contract, no compromise. Um, so th- this is another thing I want to take from Kuz, and I know we got a lot of people that want to talk Kyle Kuzma, so we're going to do that in just a second. Uh, or I'll take some of your calls in just a second. Kuz thinks he can be an all-star. In, in the right situation, Kuz thinks he could be one of those players that is, um, I, I guess, I'm, I'm gonna, I, I got great comparisons here. Because you got young Lakers that used to be you know drafted by the Lakers that have ended up being an all-star. Julius Randle this past year, averaged 24 a game, 10 rebounds, 6 assists. Brandon Ingram, last season, 23 points a game, 4 assists. Six rebounds. D'Angelo Russell, remember that year with Brooklyn? He was kind of he was a reserve. 23 points a game, six assists, and just under four rebounds. So question is if Kyle Kuzma can be an all-star in his career. First of all, he thinks he can. I, I, let, let, me, let me say I love that Kuzma thinks he can. Of course he should think he, he, he can be an all-star. Um, Kyle Kuzma, is, if he doesn't have confidence in himself, then how the hell is he even going to be in the league? So Kuz should be responding that way, and he's young enough, and he's still got, you know, obviously his game is raw, but at the same time, he's got a lot of potential. I I don't personally think Kyle Kuzma is going to be an all-star, and I definitely don't think Kyle Kuzma is going to be an all-star with the Los Angeles Lakers. Just the predicament, the situation. You got two superstars already. If you were ranking where Kyle Kuzma was of importance this past season, he's probably fifth or sixth on my list of important players for the Lakers last year. Well, if he's fifth or sixth on just the Lakers, how's this guy going to be an all-star with the Lakers? So this brings me to my next point. I, I, I really do believe this when I say it. I think there are certain players that Kyle Kuzma can go out and he could average probably 20 points a game or close to that with the Orlando Magic or a bad team, a team that's not that good, a team that's not fighting for playoff competition or maybe not even playoff. They're not striving for an NBA championship. And Kuzma can go get a high-volume amount of shots, 20, 25 shots. I think that can happen. That doesn't mean you're going to be an all-star, but it means you're going to get more recognition more recognition because your averages and your points are all going up. That's not going to happen with the Lakers. Is this kind of a Is this kind of a sign that, Maybe that time with the Lakers 
um, maybe what he's accomplished already for the Lakers and what he's done, how the Lakers won already an NBA championship this young of an age. Doesn't it seem like for both parties, if the deal is right or if there's an opportunity out there that it could benefit both Kyle Kuzma and the Los Angeles Lakers? I keep harping on this. I was doing it during the season, really more after the season, after we knew the Lakers were out, that... I think the Lakers got to go closer to a blueprint that they had a year ago than they did this past year. And what I mean by that is you need vets, you need guys with experience, you need... Kyle Kuzma just did not pan out to what we were hoping for in these two years with LeBron James and Anthony Davis. He just hasn't. And that's just the reality of it. Can that change? Yes, it can change. Do I think it's going to change? Probably not. Kuz is not a consistent player on this Lakers team. He talked about he can't be consistent in an inconsistent role. Well, the, the, the Los Angeles Lakers are not going to adjust their roster for Kyle Kuzma. But there might be a team out there that's young, that's upcoming, that thinks Kyle Kuzma can thrive with them. So I say that only because of this. If, if Kyle Kuzma is going to go be an all-star one day, it's not going to be with the Los Angeles Lakers. And uh, whether you believe he can be an all-star or not, I'm really only looking at it from a Lakers perspective. All right, let me take a couple calls on this. Um, let me go to Rick in L.A. Rick, appreciate you calling in. You're on uh, the Travis and Sliwa Show. What's going on, Rick? Hey, man. Hey, you know, I love the show. Listen, Kyle Kuzma is not in a place to, to talk about basketball. What he needs to be doing is doing some off-season training, getting his mid-range jump shot together, and stop being such a defensive liability. Um, the Lakers... I think I think he's reached his peak. I just think we just need to move on. I mean, look at who Kyle Kuzma's been around. He's been around Kobe, LeBron, some of the greats that ever played. Nothing has changed in this game. Even his mindset. I think he's even dating the Kardashians. What I'm saying is, guys, we need to understand that Kyle Kuzma is not really a basketball player. He's more of like a business. I mean, you, you look at him, you look at his work ethic, he's just not a good fit for this team. Besides that, he needs to keep his mouth shut in, on, online and on Twitter and on Instagram. He needs to focus on hooping, and he's not a hooper. What, what, what Vogel needs to do is get some hoopers on the team. DeRozan is a free agent. Bring the guy back to L.A. He's a hometown cat. We need some hoopers to get back to hooping. Because what Rick, I, Rick, I, I appreciate you calling in. Let me let me just comment on. I want to take one more call, and then Ramona Shelburne's coming up. So let me just squeeze uh, through this. When when everything you said, I I don't really disagree on the basketball part. Is I I don't think he has reached his peak by any stretch of the imagination. But he might have reached his peak with the Lakers. It just depends where you are. If the Lakers were still rebuilding and Ingram's here and D'Angelo's here and Randall's here and Jordan Clarkson's here, you want a guy like Kuz because that's the environment. Everybody's kind of growing together. They're finding their own game. I don't think he's fully going to find his game with the Lakers. One more quick call before we go to Ramona. Uh, Nick in uh, Sandinas. What's going on, Nick? Hey, Nick. Or, I'm sorry. Hey, Alan. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, I just it. wanted to kind of pretty much touch what uh, Rick said. You know, he had on some good things. It's funny, Kuzma will actually wear these outfits to Staples the night of the game, and it'll kind of reflect the way he's going to play that night. But uh, I'll be quick. I think Kuzma's biggest ability is going to be at the four. And, uh, you know, shockingly, we all know this. We already have a pretty good four right now. We've seen Kuzma kind of play other spots on the floor. Looks completely lost, especially at the five. We've already seen him play there a handful of times. But uh, I think Laker fans, I think we do the best job of building up a player's value. So, 
like you said, I think Kuzma's already probably preached, probably already reached his peak as a Laker. So yeah, I do think it's time to move on. His contract's pretty friendly, and uh, like I said, I, I still think there's some value there. Appreciate you calling in, Nick. And that's a key. I don't think he's reached his peak as a player. I think just with the Lakers, their predicament, their situation, you got this. Every year you got to go all in now with LeBron. 19th season coming up with LeBron James. So when we say you got to go all in, there's a reason for it. Um, Okay, a couple things I'm going to promote here real quick. Um, Ask Slee coming up at 945, which is kind of weird for me to promote Ask Slee, me promoting myself. Uh, that's coming up at 9.45. You can hit us up on Twitter, at Alan Sliwa, at Travis Rogers, if you got any questions for me. Uh, Emily and Funches will kind of drive that one. Um, and then coming up next, Ramona Shelburne. She'll stop by to talk about I want, I'm going to get her thoughts on Kuzma's roles, Kuzma's role, some of his comments, and then, of course, uh, the NBA Finals as well. Thank you for tuning in. We appreciate it. This is the Travis and Sliwa Show on 710 ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. All right, Travis and Sliwa is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests like Ramona Shelburne, who's on the line right now, join us via the Goodyear hotline. Uh, Ramona, can you paint a picture? Am I, am I right on this? So you're on a plane right now. You have not taken off yet, but you are you are on a plane right. and you are kind enough to take some time and join the show. How are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I'm uh, sitting in row 20 of my Southwest <laughs> flight back from Burbank. <laughs> I got I went to the back of the plane for you, Alan, because I figured we would buy us some yes. time before everybody started crowding into my row. And also, yes. if you're a Burbank veteran, you know that you can complain from the back. That that is a very veteran move right there. Uh, by the way, yeah, are yeah. you, you got Are you aisle? Are you window? Where, 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 what's your preference? I'm an aisle girl. Okay, I am too. I'm an aisle yeah. girl. I, yeah. I have like a little. I have a yeah. You can sit here. You were live on the radio, but yeah, so I'll sit. I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> this is pretty funny. All right, <laughs> See, I'm I'm good like that. We can make that work. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm so I'm, I'm with you on the person. aisle. I like yeah. to. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, the aisle is the best because like. I also have, like, just a little mild claustrophobia because I don't like being stuck in the window. Like, it's sort of like, I can't get out. I can't go. So I always do the aisle. And, like, people look at me kind of weird when I take, like, the – I usually do the exit row, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel a little – I'm, like, 5'2", so I feel kind of bad about it. Like, I don't really need the extra leg room, but it's just, like, more space for my little weird claustrophobia thing. So uh-huh. I just do it. And, like, the tall guys walk by me like, dude, get up. Ramona, I've I've had this I've had this conversation with Travis before. I've never yeah. heard of this move before. Travis goes middle seat and he says what? it makes other people then think, okay, well I don't want to sit right next there could be nobody in the row, he'll sit middle. True. He'll he's staking his claim True. on the entire I row. I wouldn't want to sit next to him. You're right. <laughs> but the truth is like most of these flights are full. So You don't have that cool. option. Yeah, yeah, you don't have that yeah. option. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Ramona, I, I wanna I wanna get you. We we, yeah. we we were just talking about Kyle Kuzma and you know some of his comments 
um, sure. that he had uh, recently. I, I want to just w- your thoughts here. He thinks he can be an all-star, which, by the way, he should think that. And you know what? He's young enough, and he understands that the guy, um, you know, he's got a lot of potential. I, I was just saying that if he is going to be an all-star, I don't see it happening, obviously, with the Los Angeles Lakers. But um, Kuzma is, is has always been an interesting conversation around Laker fans. What what what, what do you take from him – having some of the comments about looks like the Suns had better chemistry than the Lakers. Um, he thinks he could be an all-star if he's in the right position, the right role. Just how would you sum up and what, your your thoughts on what Kuzma said over the last day or so? I think he's right on all counts. <laughs> the Suns did have better chemistry. They have great chemistry. I've been around Phoenix for a couple of series now since I had them in against the Lakers, and then I covered them against the Clippers, now here in the finals. And, like, you can just tell they have a brotherhood on this team. Like, they're very... Um, you know, Devin Booker was talking about this the other day, like when you have a bad team or a bad shooting, like, yeah, he started off two for 10 yesterday, two for 10. And then he really got it rolling in that fourth quarter. And he said, you know, easier to do that when you feel like your brother has your back. Right. And it's like, they use that word a lot. Like, and it's like, that's when teams are winning, that's just how they talk. You know what I mean? Like they just, they all talk like that. They all say the right things. They all do the right things. And I think it's really, um, it's really fundamental with, with Phoenix right now. Like Monty Williams, Chris Ball, Devin Booker, they've really created a great situation for the Suns. And I think with um, the Lakers, like they didn't have it this year. They had that 2020. They had in mm-hmm. 2020 in the bubble. But this year they kind of did, a, they, they tried to make the team better, which is always a good thing. But sometimes in making things better, you, they sort of lack clarity. You know, they, they had guys who had to do less than what they're normally used to doing on certain teams. They had guys who sometimes they would play and other times they would go three games without playing. That's hard. And I don't think they built the right chemistry around that to do it. And so, I don't know. With Kuz, like, you know, him saying he can be an all-star, of course, every player thinks he can be an all-star. I don't know that he can necessarily. He, he has to remember he's older. Um, but I also know that the NBA, he's, he's still younger in his career. And LeBron James isn't going to play forever. If he's still with the Lakers at that point. I do think he can score more and do more. And I think he's, He's shown a lot in the last couple of years in just his ability to adapt and ability to enhance his team all around him, right? Not just be a scorer, but he's a much better defender, a much better playmaker now. And so, like, I think I'll, I'll play with that kind of confidence. I'll read into that as any kind of like, you know, back before, you know, before this past year, I would always hear clues with those sort of those comments and you could tell he was like not a happy about him, right? Like, he was. You know, I, this is what I do when I get a chance to start. Right? And he was kind of like looking side eye at people. I don't think he was getting any gigs in. I think he's a hat. He's like he's fine, and I'm fine with him saying that. That's cool. that's that's cool to me. Ramona Shelburne taking some time to join the Travis yeah. and Sliwa show. Um, Ramona is. Uh, I kind of play this out for the off season for the Lakers. I know there's a little bit of time, but how do you think things shake out? You think there's a lot of new faces on the Lakers by the time the dust settles or um, is guys, will it be a similar roster? Dennis Schroeder, um, Montrez Harrell. Uh, obviously I know he's got a player option, Alex Caruso, THT, a restricted free agent. You think, you think we're going to see a, a, a pretty – I know LeBron and Anthony, that's the foundation, but as far as some of these other pieces, a lot of new faces or you think a lot of the same faces? I think you see a lot of new faces. I think there will be some returnees, but I, I get the sense just in how I hear, you know, the Lakers' conversations around the league about the way they're trying to upgrade. Like, I think we see new faces even as soon as starting before or after the draft. Like, 
whether it's via trade or different opportunities they have to shake things up, I don't think they run about. I think there's a lot of different faces and just doing something different because, you know, last year just didn't work. It didn't work. And, and it's going to get expensive to bring back a team that just it didn't, didn't work again. Ramona, I appreciate the time. Uh, hopefully you have a, a, a safe flight. Do we know where you're going? Where are you going? I'm coming back to Burbank. I'm coming back. Oh, you're coming back. I'll be in L.A. On, oh, yeah, I'm just doing the West game for the finals this year. Okay. So, yeah, by the way, if you want if you want a Coke, it's number one. If you want a Shy <laughs> Coke, it's number two. That's what the guy's saying on Southwest, you know? Uh, that's perfect. <laughs> that's perfect. Thank you, for, uh, thank you for joining. Safe travels, and hope you have a good weekend. Okay, Ramona? Thanks, Al. Yeah, sure. All right. All right, that's Ramona Shelburne right there. Um, how funny is that? The first thing, the first thing Emily that went through my head, Funches, first thing went through my head is when she said where she's sitting. I could just see Travis just getting right in that middle seat, Funches, just getting comfortable. Like, hey, hey you know what? what's going on? Hey. <laughs> that's uh, his Ronaldo voice as well. Okay, so I got something cool coming up here um, for 710 ESPN uh, listeners. So we're going to be hosting – a LAFC sweet night, and you're invited. All right, so win a pair of sweet passes to the LAFC versus uh, Real Salt Lake match on Saturday, July 17th. So a week from tomorrow at the Bank of California Stadium at 7:30. Um, here's how you can win. So Emily, do you want to kind of explain how we're going to be giving these away? Because basically, this is how we're going to do it. We have the suite. We're going to invite um, listeners of the Travis and Sliwa show to come hang out with us. I know Travis and Emily will be a lot more interesting than I'll be. But you can hang out with us, and it's going to be a week from tomorrow. So, Emily, just so they have an idea of what they're going to have to do in order to win. So, in honor of the spelling bee, of the national spelling bee that happened yesterday, we are going to have callers do a spelling bee with athletes' last names. So, if you're interested in the suite, make Mm -hmm. sure you kind of brush up on some maybe difficult last names in professional sports. Okay, we're going to do that. Uh, but coming up next, we got Ask Slee. Uh, stay right here. Appreciate you guys tuning in. By the way, if you want to get some final tweets in, you could send us. Got some pretty funny ones already. Uh, and they're even going after Travis. Travis isn't even here. Don't go after Travis as the guy is not even here. Uh, you could do that coming up next. This is the Travis and Sleeva Show on 710 ESPN. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. All right, ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who save with Progressive save over $700 on average. We got Ashley Travis out for the day, and uh, we're doing a little uh, Ashley uh, solo action here. Funches, we'll let you go first. Emily, I know you're going to want to chime in, and we'll see if I say anything interesting. All right, Slee. So I don't know if you saw this story um, this morning in the news, but Drake, the rapper Drake, rented out. Dodger Stadium last night, and had yeah, a date. I would say that's probably uh, kind of a baller move right there. Okay, um, so he had a date. He rented yeah. that whole thing out, mm-hmm. and um, Big E from 
I don't know where he's from, but so Slee and Drake have the same amount of money in their bank accounts. Right, right. Slee rents out Dodger Stadium for dinner with Lady Slee, which is the greatest nickname ever. Um, Who's catering and what's on the menu, Slee? That's a great question. By the way, you know what I thought? The question I thought it was leaning to is, hey, if you're going to rent out a venue in L.A., what venue would would you rent out? We also can do that one, too. Okay, so let me first do, if I'm doing Dodger Stadium, what do we eat? You know, I, I want to some Dodger dogs. I, I was gonna say I want the environment. <laughs> I want the environment of the place. The place that I'm at is the environment that I want. So if I'm painting the picture here, why don't we put something out? Um, you know, center field somewhere around there, so you got kind of a good view of Dodger Stadium. Um, and I, I'm ordering off the Dodger menu, right? Like I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm going to get a Dodger dog. I'm going to grab a beer. I'm going to make it. Very similar to the environment that I'm in. Some nachos out the helmet? No, I'm not doing the nachos out of the helmet. It's it's equivalent to this, Funches. If you're going to in and out you're going to order what's – you're kind yeah, of catering yeah, yeah, to of course, where you are. Of course. So I would rather cater to where I am because at the end of the day, uh, if, if you're renting out all Dodger Stadium. Now, if you said, hey, you can pick any place to rent out, bro, Hollywood Bowl. Oh, yeah. Oh, Are you yeah. kidding me? Definitely, man. Hollywood Bowl, some kind of a music venue, event, whatever I, the I case is. I thought you were going to say Staples Center, Lake, lock, uh, Lakers locker room. <laughs> Bro, I've been, in, I've been in Staples Center way too much the last two years. <laughs> I'm going Hollywood Bowl. So I, I would do Hollywood Bowl. All right. So this next one comes from Laker Metropolis. By the way, Emily. Yes. Yeah, got it. Get out to the Hollywood Bowl. Oh, Got to okay. get out to the yeah. Hollywood Best Bowl. place to and watch I, a concert. And, and I know we're going to do this a little bit later. You're going to do your What You Learned in L.A., and you have some different suggestions people have uh, been giving you, so we'll do that a little bit later in the show as well. Okay, so Laker Metropolis says, what kind of driver is Alan? Is he a Mr. Nice Guy who lets people pass him, or is he Mr. Yeah. Mean Guy who cuts them off without signaling, which is okay. my biggest pet peeve with everybody in L.A. right now. Okay, let, let me say this. Um, the roads, it's a war out there. I mean, you just try to go to the grocery store and the, the roads are crazy out here. Um, definitely not a mean driver. I'll have my moments. I'm not, you know, if somebody cuts me off. It's like, uh, there's a hand coming out the window. Like, hey, what are you doing? Why, why, why are you cutting me off? You know, it's throwing a quick signal there. Uh, I'm a very chill driver. Like I'm not, I'm not in a hurry unless I have to be in a hurry. If I, if I'm just kind of getting from point A to point B, We'll throw on some music, windows down, very chill. If you're not doing that in L.A., you're going to drive yourself crazy. Funches, I, I take it as you're a – what kind of driver is Funches? Are, 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 are you – I feel I like you got be, some speed with I, you. I got a little speed, and I could be <laughs> angry driver sometimes. I think I'm more angry driver than nice driver. I had um, – this was probably like two months ago mm-hmm. out here in Pasadena. There's about nine signs that say you can't turn left. Yeah. And I turn left. And a cop, motorcycle cop, just kind of throws on the quick little siren there. And is like, hey, uh, why don't you pull over here to the side? So I pull over. <laughs> this dude, I've, I've never had this experience where the cop was basically like, listen, don't ever do that again. And next time, somebody is going to give you a ticket if you do something illegal. I'm just telling you. He didn't give you I'm, a ticket? I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. Oh, do not do man. it again. You must have told him that you're Alan Sliwa from Lakers. Or did you put the waterworks on? Did you, did you, you start I, tearing up? I did nothing. And I will tell you, since that moment, I'm like, I'm like, a, I'm, I'm like a priest when I drive. I'm like, 
I'm telling other people, you can't go left. At 10 here. and Look 2, at the your sign. hands are on the wheel, huh? Which, which, by the way, I kind of respect that a lot because I, I think if somebody does that, some people will take advantage of it. They won't learn from their mistake. But I actually really respected it that I still to this day, I'm like, okay, I got to make sure. Don't do this. Don't do that. Where maybe I wouldn't have done that if he just gave me a ticket. All right, Funch, what do you got? All right, guy. Um, so, I mean, you're not in the office right now, but when we were in the office before, yeah. um, worst guy at work, Michael, microwaves fish eats hard-boiled eggs at his desk, or chats in a restroom? Which which one's worse? Man, those are fantastic options of which one's worse. I'm going to – it comes down to two for me, the fish and the talking in the restroom, okay? I, how are we going to have a full-on I'll, conversation I'll tell you this. in we the got, restroom? We got, we got some talkers in a restroom on we our definitely got talkers. Definitely got talkers. They make me feel how, uncomfortable sometimes. How are we going to have – but there, there's a way I could get out of the conversation in the restroom. I just start just washing go. my hands yeah, and go. I start kind of walking towards yeah. the door so they have no choice to either end the conversation or take the conversation uh-huh. in the hallway. I can't do anything about somebody microwaving their fish for one minute and 45 seconds in the kitchen, which by the way, for those who have never been to our studios, it is in the center of the office. Um, so it's going to affect the business side. It's going to affect the programming side. It affects everybody. Um, do not I, microwave I've your been, fish. I've been guilty of that actually. Recently in the office too. <laughs> This is before the pandemic and before COVID. When everyone was still in the office, I had some fish and I put yeah. it in a microwave and some people Funch, on our side you. got a little mad at me. I could see you doing this. I could see Funch putting two minutes fish in the microwave, some salmon that he has, then walking over to the restroom because he's trying to get a couple things done at once, sitting there talking to me in the bathroom, wants to have a four-minute conversation, and then coming back and the whole place smells like fish. Yeah, yeah, that was me. I mean, I, like I said, I had some people I, in the office that I wanted love, to talk to me and wanted to I give me a lecture on what... That. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That guys. is fantastic that you admit that. But now since there's like barely anyone in the office right now, I'm you know yeah, it's, warming up fish different. like crazy here. Warming up, warming up fish like crazy. Emily, you got another one over there? Yes, I got one okay. from Ox. He says, so you have a little bit too much to drink the night before. You have okay. to go into work. Mm-hmm. What is your formula for getting through a shift with maybe a few drinks the night before? Uh, my formula is very simple. It's basically telling myself I'm an idiot, uh, feel like crap the entire day, have to deal with it. And, uh, you know, hope 12 hours goes by. If I have to actually do anything, you got to have some greasy food. So get something. I, I don't know what it is, but most people remember this. Um, Emily, you're just coming here, but Funches, there was for a long time, I think it's still there, Fernando's across the street. Oh, it's still there. Yeah, definitely okay. still there. So Fernando's is, when I say it's in a car wash, I'm talking about literally it's in a car wash. There's a car wash, and in the center is a Mexican food taco shop. And there's been plenty of times where we have made our trip across the street because you needed to get some type of breakfast burrito or something just a little oily. There's no joke over there. Okay, so that's one thing that you do. The other thing you got to do, you just got to drink water. You just got to you know drink water and tell yourself you're an idiot. I, I'm really a big fan of telling yourself you're an idiot. So I, I've, I've I kind of uh, mastered that one. All right, anything else? Is that it? Yeah, I think I think I think actually I have one I have one more. This might be okay. this needs to be a split decision. Do you do you want do you want to wait on this one? You, you know how uh, Travis yeah, does let's, one let's in do it over, after the break. Let's do it Tra- after the Travis break. does one always in overtime. So let's do it when we come back. Plus, uh, the Dodgers got the job done yesterday. 
Um, but there's still, you know, I think a lot of question marks with the Dodgers. They're three games away from getting to the All-Star break. They're only one game back now of the lead, not only in the NOS, but the lead in the National League. Obviously, San Francisco still has that. Uh, so we'll talk about that coming up next. Uh, stay right here. This is the Travis and Sliwa Show on 710 ESPN.